You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Welcome, everybody, to episode 101 of BNI, the Australian Story Podcast. My name is Veronica, and I'm here, as always, with our Executive Director of BNI Melbourne South and co host, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, V. Hi, everyone. Have you come down from last week yet? Oh, my God. The hardest thing, Brent, was not telling everyone that we had had that interview or that we were going to do the interview. From the moment that you organised it weeks ago, I just wanted to scream from the mountaintops that I'm actually going to speak to Ivan Meisner. Oh, I, was telling everyone, I was telling everyone about it. There was no oh, separate squirrel business going on there. Oh, great. I'm thinking that we've got to hold it back and make it a big surprise for the 100th episode. Well, <laughs> but it was. Look, well, I, we did put out we did put out to um, our Facebook community and, and, and the listeners to put in questions, so it was no did, real big secret, really. I was, I was probably being way more dramatic. It was a really big <laughs> deal for me, and I understand. Um, yeah, I've been part of BNI for, you know, probably coming up to 12 years now and I just feel like to go to the heart and the brainchild of BNI was a huge um just a huge thrill for me and to ask him some of the questions if anyone hasn't listened to that interview and I won't um, I won't spoil it for you but he doesn't talk about a Brody moment and that for me was a light bulb moment that I have used all week uh, and even you yeah, and I. That's all you've been talking about all week. <laughs> I know. The Brody moment. We're all having these Brody moments. I just Brody wanted, moments. We're going to need a bigger boat. We're going to need yeah. a bigger boat. And, um, yeah, it was it was really, it was just a thrill for me. So everyone's going to go, oh, she's so sad. That's sad, isn't it? Just I don't mind with the, the highlight of her life. Well, not my life, but just, you know, certainly last Wednesday morning at 7 o'clock, it was pretty exciting. I'm sure Ivan was really happy to meet a super fan. <laughs> <laughs> a bleeding red super fan. Yes, I know. And our our guest today is laughing. I don't know whether he's laughing at me or with me, but we're going to find out soon enough. Why don't you do us the honours today of um, introducing our guest? Absolutely. Our guest has been on a couple of times already, but hasn't been on for about 49 episodes. So uh, even though we'd like to come on every week, if he probably, uh, if he if he could, but our, uh, our guest today is uh, Melbourne uh, BNI Melbourne Central Executive Director Braith Bamkin, a veteran of BNI like myself and you, Veronica, and <laughs> a veteran of our podcast, uh, appearing with us on uh, episode 28 and 52, if you want to look those up too. Hello, Braith, and welcome again. Hey, Brett, hey, Veronica. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't a visual medium because I've just been laughing the entire time. Are you laughing at me or with me? Well, you know that my one of my uh, <laughs> interests outside of BNI is laughter yoga, so I don't. It doesn't take a lot for me to laugh. I just laugh a lot. But I was trying not to make a lot of. Oh, I was trying not to make a lot of noise while you were doing your introduction, but you were so funny. Yeah, that's what this podcast ended up. It's just Veronica and I cracking each other up most of the time. Really, <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> well, we're really happy for you to be here today, and um, look. 
I know Brent jokes, he says you'd be here every week, but you really <laughs> do. You have so much to to um, to share in terms of your knowledge of BNI, but also your knowledge in business and, and, and your knowledge about people. Uh, Brent and I have a joke because when we talk about you coming on, we're like, we've only got a you know 45-minute podcast. We're going to do this. Because once we get talking, it just goes out of control. So we will have to be mindful of time, but I'll I'll stop there and let you you take over, Brent. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, Braith, um, we've got you on to cover a really um, special subject today, and that's um, that's shareholders within a BNI chapter. And you wanted to go into a bit about that and how members are actually uh, are shareholders in that particular in their particular group. So, um, yeah, absolutely. What's it all about? Well, look, let me tell you how I came about. I, I reached out to you a few weeks ago. I said, Brent, I need to talk about something on your podcast. And um, the reason it came about was I was at a chapter, and it's a, one of our really successful chapters, and they've got uh, around 40 members. They do really, really well. And people had seen me there on social media, and they were saying, oh, how come they're so successful? And that what's their secret? So other chapters want to see what their secret is. And, and one of the things that is very obvious about that particular chapter is that they treat everybody in that room as a shareholder in a business. They're very proud of the dollars that they make. And everyone in that room is a shareholder of that particular business. And so they want the seat value, which is the amount of uh closed business that members make over over a year to increase over time and there are there's a lot of correlations to business as well if you if you are a shareholder in a business effectively what you want is the management of the business to shepherd the business in such a way that the value of that business increases over time and your shareholding increases over time so it's a it's a really great correlation and i think this is something that Chapters who are very successful understand. So if you're a chapter out there that might be under under 35, which I think is a really nice numbers where ch chapters really start to take off and, and get really strong, and you're thinking, oh, what could we do to catapult ourselves to the next level? This is a theory that you guys can work with. And every single member of that chapter is like, is like a shareholder. I, yeah. I absolutely love that. And just, sorry, Brent, but just one thing that you said there, Braith, is that to shepherd the chapter, and I've written down the shepherd, not the sheep, because I think that's what we have a lot of people in BNI who sit in the seat and they wait to be told where to go and what to do. And I think what you're talking about is someone taking initiative, be invested mm. in themselves, to also take responsibility for the chapter in their own way. Yeah, so if you're if you're if you're an owner of a company, there are certain things that you're going to do to ensure the success of that business. Because if everybody is contributing, then the business yields a better result for everyone. It's kind of like the ultimate and give us gain, really, if you think about it. Brent, are you going to say something, mate? Yeah, I was going to say it's all about perception. And if you see, if you perceive yourself as a member, well, members are uh, expecting other people to do things for them for the membership. But if you see yourself as a shareholder, um, it's a different definition. So um, you've got a vested interest in in what happens. And the definition of a shareholder is the company's owners, they have the potential to profit if the company does well, but that comes with the potential to lose if the company does poorly. So um, if you, you know, if you're actually got that um got that mindset that you're a shareholder of the company, you can actually 
do those things that can impact your share value within your BNI group as such. Yeah, 100%. There's a couple of things that shareholders want to do. And one of the things that I think as uh, chapters grow, that the shareholder concept really comes into play is if you're looking to grow your chapter, being intentional about who you want to join your chapter can be really advantageous to the value of your shareholding in that chapter. So I've seen many chapters, and I'm sure you have, Brent, you've, you've been doing this for a long time, that, that, that go into really rapid growth phases and they take anybody that applies with a heartbeat. Yeah. And ultimately, when there's no uh, a, a, effort put into making sure these are the right fit for the chapter, that becomes a problem that the membership committee and ultimately people like us end up dealing with later on and no one's happy. The, mem the, the member's not happy they weren't the right fit. The chapter's not happy they weren't the right fit. You and I aren't happy because we've got unhappy people. So ultimately, chapters that look at new applicants and interview them as if they were interviewing for a position in a business, which is what you would do if you were a shareholder, well, you would pick the right person, right? You're not just going to take the first yeah. person that rocks on in. Hey, I'm, I'm applying for this job. Here's, here's my money. Here's my application form. I've got a heartbeat. Rock on. We actually <laughs> so have you a are interviewing for a person in a business, yeah. and that's your BNI chapter business. Yeah. You're inviting that person to be a part of your BNI chapter business that turns over millions of dollars per year. So you want the right people in there. You don't want flaky people to be a part of it. You want the right people who are going to add to the value of that business and going to help that business move forward. Yeah. So the other aspect of that that's really important to understand is, yes, you're going to have people that will visit your chapter and will put in applications and you need to do the interview process. But what about chapters where you have gaps? Now, for example, we've got a chapter at the moment that has an accountancy vacancy and the chapter has been really intentional about the sort of business they want. They want a mid-tier firm with three or four partners and 20 to 30 people that work in the city or city fringes. They're very clear about who they want and they've actually gone out and almost done a job advertisement to find the right person. So they've gone to their network and they've said, this is the person that we're looking for. Who do you know in your network that would fit that? So they've become very intentional about choosing the right person to fit the right category in the right chapter with the right culture because they know that seat is worth a lot of money to them and the member and obviously the shareholders of the room will benefit by having the right person in that seat. So they're not leaving it to chance because, you know, accountancy vacancies don't come up very often. Sometimes you, you have a rush of accountants and it's often very easy just to take the first application that comes in. But if you're very clear about who you want and why, and you can articulate that to the people that are applying for that position, then you know as a shareholder that the rest of the uh, the, the organisation has your back to maintain your shareholder value. And I love that concept. And I think too often chapters are very uh, random about who, the, who they choose, but when you become intentional, you all benefit from that. And, and this is something that I think every chapter should be looking at. I love it how that chapter's got an avatar of the exact type of accountant they, they actually want mm. and because uh, they want the, the most highest quality uh, to fill that. It's a, like the accountant spot is a valuable spot within a BNI chapter. And if we were talking about like membership-wise, you can virtually charge two or three times uh, our membership rate 
for mortgage brokers, accountants, financial yeah. planners, because they're, they're so popular and so valuable. Yeah. Um, but they've actually put it out there to get the right person they want that they think they can actually do business with that has the resources for that, but also has the reach to help bring referrals in them and help them uh, grow their business as well. I really love that. And they want to make sure that the person they bring in, they can help as well because they are a very particular chapter that has a very particular culture and they want to make sure that that person is successful. And I love that that they're already trying to help their incoming member be successful before they've even met them. And, you know, if every chapter looked at the success of incoming members right from the get-go, you know, chapters would be very strong, very intentional about who they who they get in and, uh, you know, we'd see massive increases in closed business, which means as a shareholder, the value of your seat is increasing year on year on year. Yeah, for sure. When I um, when I spoke to Brent Braith and he said to me that you wanted to come on and talk about shareholder value, I said to Brent, is Braith going to talk about um, how we have chapter members who feel like they own the chapter and therefore feel like that they can run things their way. And he explained to me that, no, you'll be talking about it from the completely different perspective, uh, which is which is exactly how we should be thinking about it. But I just want to tag back in if I can and just say that if you're, if you're in a chapter that also has a secret to losing members, to getting members and there's some chapters out there that have some special secret as to losing members because some members leave in droves um generally it's a culture problem Mm. and one of the problems that i've seen myself personally in chapters with the culture is that you get people who are as you say shareholders they're working for the group they're very specific on who they want all they're thinking about is how, how can I help that person in my chapter by filling that gap because that gap will make sure that they refer work to that member yeah. and they're going to bed every night doing their utmost, watching other people come into the room and being 90-minute members, yeah. watching other people come into the room and, you know, no disrespect intended by this term. I use it all the time. People who know me know that I just, I'm just this just a term that I use, the skin bag. We have skin bags who've got heartbeats, right? And they're basically. I, ha- I, I hate that too. I know, I know, I know. But it's the only way that I can. I don't want to be that in my life. And there are times that I am like that in my life. I feel like I'm just not taking up space. And sometimes it's at home, sometimes it's in my own office. You know, I was a lot during COVID. I'd say seat warmer, seat warmer. That's another way to say it. But, you know, we are human beings. I think we get the idea. <laughs> we are human beings. And I think that. What you're talking about is not only just a shift in thinking about BNI as business, it's a shift in how to change up the cultures. Because if everyone in the room is doing their bit, all that you can do, not you're not going to do as much as everyone, but if you've got that that intention to be a shareholder, then yeah. culture changes and all of a sudden everyone starts thinking about everything and everyone differently. Yeah. And you give people more reason to stay in a chapter than they do to leave a chapter. Yep. So I would say to somebody that's listening to this podcast and this episode and hearing this concept for the first time, think about what is it that you are doing in your chapter that is increasing the value of not just your uh, shareholder value but the rest of the chapter? And what are the things that potentially you are doing that is detracting from the value of the chapter? So, Brent, really off the top of my head, it's pretty obvious, turning up 
late, not prepared, not having your weekly presentation, your 60 seconds or your 40 seconds prepared. I mean, if you're turning up and, you, and you're a shareholder and you haven't prepared for your shareholder briefing, you know, it's not a good look. But and we we can we can tell people who aren't prepared because we've been doing this for a while. And you know, the 10-minute presentation, that's a massive opportunity if you're not prepared for that. If you're not taking on a leadership team role, we're just going through leadership uh, changeover as this uh, we're recording this at the moment. And I, I used to hear a lot of people say, Oh, I don't want to do something because it's too much work. Well, the reality is if everybody is doing a little bit, there's not a lot of work. It's really yeah, very sure. that's why we have so many positions. Yeah. So, and, and over the time that we've been being like, Brent, that's changed as well. And, you know, in, certainly in my region, everyone in every chapter is assigned the role because the many hands make light work type of thing. But, you know, what are you doing? So ask yourself, what are you doing to increase the value of your shareholding? And what are you, and or are you doing something that is detracting from the value of your shareholding? Because Brent, the value of, of your membership is not what you pay uh, for your membership because you're going to get that back in spades. It's your time and your energy and you know you can get a massive ROI on BNI on on membership fee and time if you act as a shareholder that cares about the value of the entire entity and it can change the way you interact with your chapter and the other thing it will do it will change the way your chapter interacts with you because you know as we know BNI is a sum total of tiny tiny little one percenters of trust and increasing trust and you know if you're a shareholder that's increasing value you're building trust yeah i i, I really agree and you know if you're a 90 minute member who's nothing about bni outside the normal meeting and everything you're not really adding to the share value but i get people who say oh bni want me to bni want me to turn up bni want me to bring referrals bni want me to bring visitors BNI wants me to go to this training session. <laughs> BNI doesn't want you to do any of that, right? BNI is not going to get any added benefit if you do any of that. But you, I've got something your business that. and your chapter wants you to do that. So change the perception. Your chapter wants you to actually uh, turn up. Your chapter wants you to bring referrals. Your chapter wants you to bring visitors. And your chapter wants you to do the training so you know how to do it properly or how to run the chapter properly if you're on the leadership team. So if you change that perception, everything you do or don't do in this program is not for BNI, it's for you first and you and your chapter members second. And, you know, when people say to me, Bino wants me to dot, 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 I say, Bino doesn't want you to do anything. It's not a person. It doesn't have feelings. Bino, <laughs> is, Bino is a system. You pay your money up front. I know. Bino. <laughs> Bino is a system. Here how, here's how this thing works. We provide the system and we help you use it to the best of your advantage. You provide the network. We just provide the system all and your chapter and your share, your fellow shareholders are where your allegiances lie. And you've said it so eloquently, you know, it's your fellow shareholders that want you to become a, the best shareholder that you can be. So everyone's value increases. Everyone's yeah. a winner. Chicken dinner. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we're all rowing along in a in a big uh, in a big long canoe, and someone just drops the oars and drags them in the ground. We're not <laughs> going to get there as fast as we are if everyone's rowing at the same time. Yeah. There's, there's another perspective to this, and this is something close to my heart because as a professional performer for, for for decades, having someone's attention is a privilege. And when I'm launching chapters and I say to, to people who are coming and visiting us, if you'd like to stand up, 
and you know make the most of this audience that are engaged and giving you all of their attention and really want to hear what you've got to say today, then stand up. If you'd prefer to sit down and go under the radar, well, that's up to you. That's more comfortable. But we're giving you an opportunity here today. So what we're talking about is a chapter of 20, 30, 40, 50 people who are all engaged, turning up to listen to you speak, want to help you in your business, give you all of their attention. Be prepared. Turn up. Yeah. Get yourself together. You know, present yourself well. Show that you care also and that you, you understand the privilege of having their, their attention for that, you know, 35 seconds, 60 seconds, 10 minutes, whatever it is, that is a privilege. And I think that we forget that because we just think, oh, we're just turning up to this thing that we've signed up for. It's actually not. You've volunteered to be part of an organisation that is global and is the, the best organisation in the world as far as I'm concerned I think about my life without BNI, I can't imagine it. Can't imagine it. That's a really good segue. And the thing that I wanted to, to the final thing I wanted to bring up, and, and I love the privilege concept because it, it is a privilege. It's, it's it's like an opportunity that you you can't get outside of an organisation like BNI. But where could you help somebody else to become a shareholder in your, in your business? Like, where who who are you denying the opportunity to have a shareholding in that business? And you know, one of the things that I, I love about BNI is that uh, we have the opportunity to introduce our network to the people that we do business with every every week. And it is a, a privilege to bring people that you know, like, and trust to meet the other people you're doing business with. Some will join, someone, so what? Doesn't matter. But who are you denying the opportunity to meet the rest of your network and increase the value of your shareholding? So, you know, I really, I feel it's very important that we think about how we could help other people outside of BNI also get the experience of that of that company by bringing them in. And you've all, I think you heard my story on, on a couple of podcasts ago when I did the last one where I talked about somebody who didn't invite me to BNI for many, many years and it was hundreds of thousands of dollars that I could have been making in, in that. <laughs> You know, so who who are you denying the opportunity? You know, it, but be intentional about who you want to bring in because you know this this is your shareholding. Yeah, we hear it so much, Bray, when people come along as a visitor and they go, "Why didn't you invite me to this earlier?" Why didn't I and know about this? How long make, is this happening? People make decisions on behalf of other people, saying, "Oh, they're probably too busy," or it's probably not a good fit for them. Only that person knows, and they don't see it unless you bring along as a visitor. And you know what? You bring them along as a visitor as a meeting, not as a potential applicant. You okay. have no control over that. So bring them along as a visitor to a meeting, see the team. If they like what they see, they'll apply. If they don't, well, that's okay too. Yeah. And look, most people don't apply because it's not appropriate. And you know that that's great because they can become potential customers, and that obviously increases the shareholder value because if they're doing business with people in the room, everyone's a winner. Do you know um, when I launched the online chapter in twenty twenty? I think it was now, Brent. It seems like a long time ago. What I'd do is I'd I'd interview the applicant and go through their application and do all the process. And then I'd contact their references and I'd say to the references, thanks so much for your time. Do you mind if I email you and CC the applicant in it so they know we've spoken? And would you mind if I sent you the details to come and visit? Because part of what we do is bring people in to see what we do and uh, and, and, and share the organisation. We've got three additional members 
just because they wanted to come in to help the person they were giving a reference to. But then once they saw the meeting, they wanted to be part of it too. Mm. Now, I could almost guarantee that those members probably wouldn't have invited them straight up mm. because people, they, they need to feel like there has to be a perfect moment to invite someone. Mm. But you just need to ask the question and don't make the decision for them. You know, the one thing I think is really important to understand is that we're in BNI and we see it all the time, but what you don't realise is that there are people out there in the community, particularly at the moment as the economy is a bit shaky and things are a bit tough, that are doing it tough. And they they hear the news and the news has a negativity bias. It's the way it's designed, there's a psychological phenomenon about what grabs our attention and negativity does over positivity. That's why the cat story is always, always at the end and all the, the gory stuff's always at the start yeah. uh, because they, they need to grab your attention. But if you live in that space, you could see the world as all doom and gloom. When you walk into a BNI chapter where you've got 30 or 40 shareholders who are rocking up every week and building each other's businesses, it, it can change people's view of the world. And I, I know that when I was a member turning up, it was the best day of my week because you're around people that lift you up and it is a fantastic way to be part of a community. I know that there are people out there that don't have community, that feel the world's going to hell in a handbag. It ain't. Even in the recession, you and I are old enough, Brent, to remember a recession. Yeah, even in the recession, stuff still happens. You know, it's, everything still happens. Just the media makes it sound a whole lot like it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, coming to a Bernite community where shareholders are building each other up week in, week out, it's a great place to be. So if nothing else, get people to see that there's some positive stuff going on in the world. Well, what a great way to finish uh, this podcast up on and this interview up. Braith, great to have your pearls of wisdom on our podcast again. And thank you very much for joining us today on BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to come along and, and share with the listeners, of whom I hear all the time about this rock star Brent Edwards and <laughs> rock chick. You know, I feel I feel I've got FOMO. <laughs> Veronica, Veronica's got the fan club out there. Um, um, you got it too, don't worry. <laughs> It's so funny, actually. I I'll turn up to be an eye meeting just to, as a as a as a sub for someone, and someone will come up and go, "I know your voice. You're yeah, <laughs> Australian Story podcast." Uh, anyway, um, Braith, you are also one of our executive directors, so thank you to you as well because all the executive directors um, are supporting the Australian Story podcast, and we've loved uh, any of the people that you've sent through for um, interviews as well. So thank you for helping us with the content. And also, you're just such a great guest. I take away so much from um, from the opportunities to catch up with you. So thanks again. Thanks, V. Now, Brent. Yes, V. I normally would throw you under the bus about now, but I'm not going to because I'm still on a high about um, Ivan Mind. Oh, now thanks. I'm not going to get run over by a bus. No, right. no buses today. But um, I would like to say that if you do listen to Ivan's podcast and you hear about the Brody moment, the way that I'm thinking about visitors now is that if visitors are ready, they need a bigger boat. You can't get a bigger boat than B&I. Yeah, I love it. Would you like my tip of the week? Please. Okay, so um, tip of the week's in around visitors already. And when you uh, have a visitor to your chapter and you're connecting to them and talking to them, why don't you book a one-to-one -one with that visitor? So the reason why this is, is you, the visitor may not be intending on coming back to the chapter again, so you may not have that contact again, but by booking a one-to-one -one with them, you might be able to find out that you might be able to find them as a referral partner for you and your business, 
and uh, and work out how you can work with that. And also, after doing a one-to-one with you, they may see more value in what they've seen within BNI and pique their interest and maybe come back and uh, possibly be a full-time referral partner in your chapter or come back for another visit. So, yeah, it's a concept you may not have thought of, doing one-to-ones with visitors, but uh, why not do it? Why not actually expand your network and 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 dive a bit deeper into it? So much good food for your brain here on the podcast. So thank you to everybody for tuning in once again, and we look forward to episode 102 of BNI, The Australian Story, same time next week.